Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Coin Press Podcast. I'm Luke Willis. Today, I'm joined by James Rogers, CEO of Tory Homes. Welcome, James. Thanks, Luke. Happy to be here. Yeah, really glad to have you. So uh, I have you on today uh, because we're talking about Tory, yes, but also uh, a new product that your team has launched called Blockchain Home Registry. Um, can you give us a little background on Tori, what you do there, and uh, and what is blockchain home registry? Sure, absolutely. So, <clears throat> at, at a really high level, uh, Tori's a real estate technology company. It's it's a bit over five years old, uh, and throughout the life of the company, we've been building innovative technology to make it easier to buy, sell, and own homes. Uh, so, uh, we're live in several markets, helped a whole lot of people buy their homes, sell their homes, and, and that's all that's all going great. Uh, but throughout the process we've noticed a couple of really interesting things about the space uh, and two of those things really stood out so one of those is that when you own your home you don't own its data and what i mean by that is you know obviously you own the asset you get to sleep in it and maintain it <clears throat> but there are companies like title companies maintain ownership history permits deeds liens things like that or an insurance company that knows way more about the climate risk to your home than you do and they just generally don't share that and then the other thing that we noticed is, you know, we've gotten to know a lot of really smart people building really innovative things in the real estate tech or just real estate space generally, but nobody works together. And of course, you know, like I said, I've met these people, so obviously they're happy to connect. But but when you think about what people are building in real estate tech, a lot of the same code gets written over and over and over again. So, for example, if you want to present listing data, you know, active listings at you know, homes for sale on a website or in an app, a lot of people writing the same, pretty much the same code to connect to MLSs around the country. Nothing about that is shared. Or uh, you know, even if it's on the buy side, if it's an you know, offer submission, for example, you know, many, many people are writing the same code for this. Ultimately, they're solving a lot of the same problems. So people really don't collaborate at all. And that adds a huge amount of inefficiency to the space. So we came up with this idea for blockchain home registry. And at a 30,000 foot view, what it is is, you claim your home within the system and we verify that you own it that can we then generate a verified nft so that's proving the veracity of your ownership <clears throat> and then that gives you access to a permanent transferable historical record of your home so the nft kind of acts as the keys to your digital house and that so in, in some ways one of the one of the ways that we like to describe it is sort of like carfax for homes on steroids but on chain cool. so the on steroids part is, is where we're trying to solve that collaboration piece. So what it means is any organization around real estate can build on top of BHR as a protocol to add data into the system and try and access you as a homeowner. So a couple of examples that we that I, that I like to share. So a lender might build an integration on top of BHR to build something like an auto refinancing mortgage. So let's say you get a mortgage today at 5%, rates drop to 4.5%. The things that they need to refinance your loan are veracity of title. So they need to know that you own it. They need to know the condition of the home. They need to know the value of the home. Of course, they need some other things like your credit, but that's a bit of a different problem. So in BHR, all that information is available immediately. So they could build an integration on top of this framework so that your loan automatically refinances. Another example that I like is your local energy company could build in your real-time energy usage data into BHR. They add that into the system because they want you to use less energy for the green initiatives. Now, mm -hmm. your local solar company could build on top of that data 
add in their sun model and then show you what the potential of your rooftop is for a solar install they give you a discount because it's already right size because they know what your actual energy usage is so you as a homeowner have all you had to do was claim your home so you mm. sort of effectively purchased this nft claim it we mint it and then on and then once you've done that all these integrating organizations are adding data in which creates a really neat flywheel because the more homeowners claim the more organizations want to add data in and then the more organizations that add data in the more valuable a claim becomes to a new homeowner and then the last bit that's kind of interesting to us is all of that data is monetizable whether you're a homeowner uploading your appraisal you can imagine sure. a software company that wants to buy up 10,000 appraisals to build better appraisal software they can compensate homeowners for that the homeowners can keep the data completely private if they want or they can choose to make it monetizable and in that example the energy company when they upload data the solar company compensates them for using that data as well cool that's really interesting so the i think the the heart of this discussion i mean the, the value add to homeowners is is pretty clear right and the mission here that you're looking to give homeowners control of uh, the data around their home and um everything that goes along with that the i think the the challenge at least i assume the challenge is getting homeowners to care initially right when you're still building out integrations when you're still getting um you know the electric company and uh the the appraisal data all on chain um how do you get past that initial cold start problem of getting enough homeowners involved and getting enough partnerships with people who will put data on chain that that increases this flywheel Sure. Yeah, great question. Uh, so, we, uh, you know, BHR is brand new. So, you know, this is sort of the mode that we're in right now. Uh, yeah. but it's, so part of it is that there is real utility now. I and mean, when you when you go clean your home, you get an immediate valuation of your home and you can start storing your own records. So the the, the monetization piece is not live yet, but yeah. you can start to maintain, you know, when I bought my house, you know, I, I, there were all these old systems. It was very hard to keep track of everything. And then I replace all these systems. I have no idea where all the manuals are anything i you know whenever i needed to pull up my purchase and sale agreement for my house for any reason which i've had to do once or twice yes. I have no idea. And then i'm just like searching through my email so you can actually already it's already valuable as a store of records for your own information mm -hmm. and then like i said you get that valuation immediately uh, which you know is useful whether you know maybe you want to refinance your home or maybe you've owned it for a long time and you want to think about selling it. it's useful to know a, a really detailed sophisticated valuation of where it's at right now uh, that said, uh, obviously, you know, so that's useful right now. Uh, one of the things that we're really excited about is this is valuable to any real estate professional as well, whether that's, you know, let's say it's a real estate broker who's worked with 500 clients in the past. Real estate brokers, or let's say a mortgage broker, an insurance agent, or uh, you know, a banker, they have all these clients who own homes and they're always looking for great ways to interact with them. And so we're working with a lot of those professionals to help provide them this to all of their clients and, and we give them a means to sort of gift it and, and we're working with people to make that very affordable uh, but you know that, that's a great way to say let's say a thousand new people at a time are adopting the product because they, so we happen to own a real estate brokerage in the form of tori where we have many 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 clients who have bought homes with us and they're all very engaged with our community so those are all people that will just get this you know we will pay for it for them so the adoption sure. becomes a lot easier when people get to think about, oh, like, you know, I've worked with this real estate broker, I work with this real, this, you know, this mortgage broker, and that person, I, you know, they're explaining to me why I should adopt this. So, so we got a lot of help in that in that form. Uh, you know, people are organically finding it. They're 
they're, they're discovering it on their own and they're really excited about it. But uh, we, we got a lot of help in the form of some great partners like that. Very cool. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> the central repository of, uh, of data for your home is appealing to me. I, I'm in the middle of selling my home right now and have to do all this searching and calling around to different, you know, septic companies, the health department, <laughs> uh, inspectors, all kinds of data that has to be uh, brought together just for, for this transaction um, where, you know, if I just owned that data in the first place, I could just, you know, sign a, some transaction or, or a message to, uh, to prove my ownership and give access to the data to my real estate agent. And something like that would be significantly easier for me as the homeowner. Um, so I, I really see the, the potential benefit in terms of time saving. Um, yeah, and with that, with selling a home, you know, one of the neat things about BHR is that could happen with the click of a button, right? I mean, like yeah, you just, yeah. and, and maybe it's not just with your real estate agent. Maybe you want to, maybe you actually want to make certain parts of that public to anybody who's looking at your home because you want to make it so that instead of somebody putting an inspection contingency on it, it with, with their offer, they right. see your inspection from when you bought the house three years ago, but then they also see all of your maintenance records. They know you replaced the dishwasher last year. They know you redid the bathroom two years ago and the roof is 18 months old. So they just see all of that information in there and then they waive their inspection contingency because all the data they need is verifiably in this record that you're sharing with them. Right, right. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the uh, the challenge here, the the benefit to people who are going to be you know hiring out work on their home is the same as like Carfax, right? Where if I'm taking my car back to the dealer to work on it, then that's great. They're going to handle it for me. I don't have to worry about it. But if I'm a, a DIYer and I'm going to be replacing my own dishwasher um that's a uh, for me i don't see the the immediate benefit because it's an additional step right so why would i take the time to put the data in to say i did the thing myself right, so i'd say uh, there, i think there are two aspects that are interesting about that one of those is the more integrations that get built the more that will happen organically so you can imagine if home depot built an integration when mm. you go buy that dishwasher if you're hooked in at that level then you don't have to enter anything you know, like you just bought that dishwasher on, you know, May 3rd, you know, May 3rd, 2019, and then it just shows up. You don't actually have to do anything. And they know what model it is. So we already pulled in the manual and, you know, all, all the relevant information just happens for you. So that that's where we're headed with it. The more integrations yeah. that get built, the more that happens organically. <clears throat> but there's a motivation for you to do it on your own and to keep accurate records because of that modernization aspect. So sure. you, say, like, you know, maybe you don't care about ever looking at the appraisal of your house again, which in many cases people don't. But like I said, if you add that appraisal in, and then when the software company wants to buy up 10,000 appraisals, then you know if you've elected to, to make your appraisal monetizable, you're actually making money on the data that you add in. So it, you, again, again, eventually some of that happen, is happening organically, but there's a real motivation for you to do that on your own as well, even if you don't care about the record keeping for your own purposes. Cool. So Carfax is a great example. There, this also feels a little bit like HIPAA health industry where, um, you know, you've got the portability aspect and, and the ability to transfer uh, this on-chain asset that represents all the data, you know, similar to your health history, it's your home history. Um, so for something like this, where Carfax, you know, all the different uh, agencies involved in HIPAA have kind of solved in quotes, this, uh, this problem of transferable history of your home um, 
why bother with blockchain specifically? Sure, yeah, good question. I've been asked a lot. And for us, you know, I talking about some of the insights we have from building in the real estate industry for so long. And I, the, the biggest, best, in my opinion, best answer to that question is the collaboration piece. So the real estate industry, if you've ever worked in it at all, is hyper-fragmented and hyper-competitive. And, and there's not a lot of trust. So yeah. in our opinion, by building sort of the open and, and blockchain is a really nice way to facilitate at least part of that, that then there's a lot more trust. And when we've spoken to title companies and lenders and insurance companies, their immediate reaction is, of course, like, why doesn't this exist anywhere else? Because we want to be a part of this. Whereas if my company just built a new feature that yeah. allowed you to have a very centralized version of your data that everyone just had to trust us implicitly to store that data and then to be the arbiter of truth for 100% of that, then it would be a much harder sell to all those integrating organizations that build on top of it. So by building with you know, sort of in this web three world, it's much easier to very quickly get that buy-in where we're building this as, a, as sort of a standard protocol for the industry instead of just a, a centralized feature of our own company. Cool. Yeah, that's a great that's a great perspective. And I think that really highlights the the value out of blockchain for for multiple applications, right? Beyond what you're doing here with BHR, it is uh it's decentralized. <laughs> I mean, it it's something that really increases the value of uh the base layer, right? You automatically get the API that anybody can integrate with. You automatically get the secondary marketplace built in. It's all um, on chain and, and you get all the features of being on chain without needing to build it yourself and manage it yourself. So. Yeah, I mean, there, we've talked to so many different types of organizations that they understand that there's this new wave of technology coming, but they don't necessarily understand how to be a part of it, but they want to be a part of it. And right. in some ways, this is this amazing tool for if you're an insurance company or a bank to mm -hmm. access homeowners in this Web3 world without necessarily understanding or needing to understand any of the finer details. Yeah, cool. Um, so, so you mentioned, you know, Tori and being the uh the the i forget what you said the 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 real estate transaction manager the the realtor um what integrations do you have planned there with bhr is it just the automatically we'll give you the the nft or is there more that you have planned on the roadmap there uh, so we'll be sort of opportunistic about it what, what you just said is something that we'll you know we're working on that right now where you know every every new home buyer is going to automatically you know get uh the NFP of their home, but we will opportunistically be viewing a lot of different pieces. You know, we're a software company, right? So it, one thing that we get really excited about with BHR is the possibilities are endless, whether that's that auto refinancing loan or a discounted solar install. When you think about the real estate transaction side of things, it's an incredibly complicated process. You know, I know you're going through the process of selling your home right now. Yeah. There are so many different service providers involved, whether that's inspection appraisal your real estate agent your mortgage broker in some states your real estate attorney your title company so there's so many different players so is it from our perspective we'll be helping build some of the some very useful integrations sort of in that world on as we see fit really centered around the homeowner so you know our, our 
core value has always been centered around making it easier for the consumer. And you know, we'll, we'll be identifying which of those things in that whole general space that I just talked about makes sense first. Uh, but but we got a long list of what we want to be building. Cool. So uh, one challenge that I see with real estate as just an application for blockchain is that you have this real world asset, and there's paperwork that's being handled by you know various governments at various levels, um, and that's really hard to pull out of those silos. Um, and then the challenge then is, you know, what if your NFT gets stolen or, you know, a different angle, what if you sell your home and forget to <laughs> tell whatever, uh, integration it is and you still own the NFT. Um, so there's a lot of challenges with keeping the chain data and what's happening in the real world in sync. Um, how, how do you think about that problem? Sure. Uh, great question. And, and something that we've, we've certainly thought about. Uh, it's really easy for us to pull public record data and make sure that there are no disparities with what the record keeping that we're doing is. So mm -hmm. if you know when a county records that you've sold your house, that shows up in publicly available records that you know are very you know pretty easily accessible if you know a thing or two about technology. So sure. we can just pull those records regularly to see if there was any change that we didn't know happened or you know, that we now know that you maybe didn't do as, as the user, because like in your example that you forgot, mm -hmm. we'll find out for you. And then, uh, so when that happens, you have to go through KYC to verify that you own the home. So if it no longer looks like you own the home, then the, you would either have to re-verify or the new person who owns the home would have to verify. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the the probable solution there is, you know, if we notice you sold your home, take the NFT and and reclaim it into a custodial account that can then later be claimed through KYC by the new owner if they decide to go through with that. Um, and, and we we actually offer both both custodial non non custodial solutions now. Nice. We, you know, we we built this thing and and. You know, for a lot of us, we, we have a pretty good understanding of how all this stuff works. But sure. you know, as we started telling friends and family and our parents and whatnot about claiming their home, they you know they don't have MetaMask <laughs> with Ethereum in it, so you right. know it's much easier for them to say, you know, like I I love the idea of what this is providing for me. There's so much utility here, but I don't understand those pieces. So you can actually mm -hmm. go and you can claim your home by just paying with a credit card, and then we'll hold the NFT in a custodial wallet. And, I mean, sometimes people still want to transfer it after the fact to their own non-custodial wallet. And sure. We have no problem with that. Of course, that's easy to do. We did that yesterday for somebody. But there are a lot of people that they just want the utility. They don't necessarily care. I mean, it's like if you go and buy Bitcoin on Coinbase. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're pulling it for you. So it's really no different than that. And of course, it means it's, you know, in a lot of cases, more secure for the average user. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, do you foresee anybody um or maybe this is something that that you would build but uh in you know disintermediating the mls uh where this home registry is something where you could put up your home on OpenSea or some other marketplace and uh you know when you sell the nft we trigger all the uh the various county records and get the people involved um so our our high level thought on VHR is that at some level, as a platform, it's agnostic to what gets built on top of it. Cool. So, but you know, we are here to help. 
So for example, we're actually speaking with a county soon that's interested in using blockchain to record deeds. Mm -hmm. So that could be built on top of BHR, but we're not necessarily going to go around to every single county in the United States and eventually everywhere to say, use this as your platform, but they could do that. So to your MLS example, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we've been in this industry for a long time and we know a lot of really smart people who are trying to make it better. And there are plenty of those people who work at MLSs. So I think there's a great opportunity for MLSs to work with BHR to be a part of that future instead of necessarily being disintermediated because, you know, they help, they hold a lot. It's just like a title company, right? Like title companies have an incredibly valuable set of information. And that's why we're talking to them about building with them because you know, they don't, they want to be the dinosaur that evolves, not the dinosaur that goes extinct. Right. So we're providing an opportunity to work with them instead of go around them to necessarily say, you know, act like we have more expertise in the data that they spent 150 years figuring out how to efficiently maintain. Yeah, cool. It's surprising to me that uh, what you're describing is, you know, all these different players in, in the real estate industry see this as an opportunity because I think the real estate industry gets a bad rap as being very closed off. Um, you know, kind of we keep everything in house. We have our way of doing things and, and it's hard for startups to come in and change you know, the, the real estate agent model and anything around that. Um, it, I mean, am I reading that correctly? Do you feel like you've had more success there or is it a challenge? Oh, look, no, I mean, no doubt you're right for a certain segment of the, the real estate industry. I mean, there are, there are a whole lot of people that, you know, I, you would be shocked at the number of conversations I've had over the years where people tell me that they really need to keep their records on paper still. Yeah. So if, if, you're, if you're somebody who is so used to doing that and so you really believe that that's the right way to do it, then that person's probably not going to agree with me that this is a good idea. Sure. That said, there are a lot of smart people out there who understand that this type of thing is not just a good idea, but is going to be the future. And like I said, they they want to be a part of it. They don't want to find out that their job's gone because somebody else did it for them. So sure. they, of course, though, you're right. There are people, but that's also going to be true of any industry. There are going to be people in any industry that that you know, they're they're curmudgeonly about any new piece of technology because they don't want it or they don't understand it. And that's going to be true forever in every industry. The real estate industry probably has a bit more of that than some other industries just because it's been around for so long. Uh, and you know that there are a lot of people that have been very used to doing things a certain type of way for a very long time. Uh, yeah. But that said, we've got a lot of people who are very excited about collaborating with us on this. Cool. That's awesome. Um, have you run into challenges with, with regulation specifically? Because I know it's a highly regulated industry. There are a lot of pieces of real estate that are highly regulated, but the answer is no. Uh, and you know, we, that's not because we haven't looked into it, because we've spent a lot of time with our attorneys making sure that we're doing this the right way. But either on the, you know, if you think about it from the blockchain side, you know, I know that I know a lot of people who are spending a lot of time thinking about the securitization aspect of what they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. This is very, very far from that because you're not buying this because of any sort of speculative value, you're buying it purely because of the utility. Right. Uh, so we're not really concerned on that level. And then on the real estate side, um, yes, it's regulated. But again, this is this is a protocol. It's it's it it is itself not opinionated about what gets built on top of it. So it, it really gets around what sort of regulation we could run into. That's cool. Um, so the 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 BHR contracts and the NFTs and all that, um, is that uh you know owned in a centralized way by tory or is this something that you're looking to you know create a DAO around or something where you could tokenize it and 
get more people in the industry involved in an ownership stake? So it is a separate entity from Tory. Uh, okay. We can use our resources to build it, but it's a separate entity because we want people to be involved. We, cool. we don't want this to be something that we, we started it, but we very much intend for this to be something that is larger than what, where we started it. And we want it to be truly collaborative. What flavor that takes as we move forward, uh, I think remains to be seen. Uh, sure. So, you know, we, we've got our own thoughts on that, but I don't want to speculate as to where we end up on that. But sure. so we've, uh, we're, we've certainly put thought into what the future looks like for how we collaborate with people at that level. But very much it will be collaborative and not some, you know, th this isn't a feature of Tory. It's something that got started by Tory and is meant to be really for the entire industry. Cool. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that, that breathes the, uh, really the the culture around web three of openness and uh, community ownership and all that. So cool. Awesome. Um, so, so we touched on accessibility a little bit, you know, you're offering custodial accounts, the ability to pay with your credit cards. You don't have to get into how to, how to work with a wallet and all that. Uh, if you're not there technically, and you just want to benefit from the, um, you know, the utility of this. How do you really think about uh, the, the accessibility aspect beyond just wallets? Because there's a lot that goes into that, right? There's gas fees, there's educating people. You have blockchain in the name, so there's going to be questions um, addressing scams and, and the whole perception around Ponzi schemes. And you know, there, there's a lot there. So I, I suppose there's a lot of questions all in one. Yeah, but yeah. You know, for us, we're very concerned with safety and security. Right? And I think this is, you know, we're, we're generally big fans of the space, but I think one thing that plagues Web3, blockchain, cryptocurrency generally is all those things that you just talked about. I mean, there's wrought with scams and, and fraud. It just, of course, we're all well aware of everything that's going on there. So we're hypersensitive to that. And in, for that reason, there are a couple of things that are worth noting. One is that the actual sensitive home data is not stored publicly on chain right now because we're not actually comfortable with any of the file storage solutions for secure data. So if you talk about something like IPFS, I think like IPFS is a great platform, but it's something closer to a CDN than it is to secure storage that you can store in a more centralized fashion. Like I know, for example, like I wouldn't want to put a home inspection that I did if it showed that my back door was broken. Because then I put that on chain and then somebody sees, oh, James, the back door is broken. Let me just, so I, I know that I'm going to go rob him. So right. there's, it's really sensitive information. So we are sensitive to making sure that that's done in a secure fashion. Uh, and, and of course, I mean, just even from the, the ground up, I mean, it's just, you know, we're building this. We actually sort of flipped the script from a lot of what a lot of blockchain related projects have done in that, you know, the typical playbook for many projects is, Go try and get rich and then figure out building a product later. And, you, know, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, making a token or starting out with the DAO or whatnot, just so that there are resources available. And we're, we're a software company. So we built a product that is live in market before doing any of that. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've, we've certainly got our fair share of plans for how to make this more exciting for all of our users. But we built a product and launched that product that you can touch and feel. And you can actually go claim your home first before we touch any of the rest of that. And that was because we wanted to we wanted to build something that was safe and secure and and learn what makes it more accessible. For example, as soon as we launched, we first launched with a non-custodial wallet. The next thing we built was a custodial solution because we realized we're like, okay, we had, we had hundreds of people reach out. We're like, this is amazing. 
how do I install MetaMask? And we're like, <laughs> okay, all right. So like we, you know, we learned very quickly that it's important to do that. But for us, the safety and security of uh, and fidelity of of people's records is of paramount importance. So that's something we think about every single day and every line of code we write, we're making sure that we do that in the right way. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, I really like the the vision for this. I feel like uh, the benefit to the homeowner with, with partnerships, with owning your own data, <clears throat> and uh, the benefits that come from, from blockchain really makes sense. Um, what do you think is the the biggest challenge you have uh or, or maybe the biggest negative feedback or uh criticisms you get from from the market on this you know i know this is going to sound crazy but i've been building startups my entire life and uh, we're, we're yet to hear much negative feedback because i think we're building really? in a way that is and I, I know that's hard to believe, but people are really excited. And even as I say it, I'm like, there's no way Luke's going to believe me about this. <laughs> people are enthusiastic about what we're building because we're building it to better the industry. And anybody who's ever bought a home or they, they know how painful that is. They know. Yeah. How they and we're trying to make that better center around the homeowner, but collaborating with everybody in, in the industry and doing it in, in my opinion, a pretty smart, forward-thinking way. So people have been really excited. They've been very positive and very supportive about what we're doing so far. Uh, so they're, they're really, you know, people, of course, have given us some smart suggestions about how to make it better, you know, sure. and we're always looking for that. But but the feedback has been incredibly positive so far. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I am excited to see where, where BHR goes from here. I'll be watching um, as I get my my next home up and running. I'll I'll, I'll be minting my own <laughs> record. So so looking forward to it. Um, James, for people listening, where can they find you? Where can they find BHR and Tori and, and what you're doing? Sure. Uh, so BHR, you can just find it at bhr.fyi. Uh, that's the website for that. If you wanted to check out Tori, it's toryhomes.com. That's the Tori is T-O-R-I-I. Uh, and then you can find both of those things pretty much anywhere you'd expect on the internet. Sure. Cool. And I'll put links to those down in the description. So Great. James, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, excited to see where you go from here. Thanks, Luke. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> All right. Well, everybody, join me next week for the CoinPress podcast. Bye for now.